I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Championship Roundtable podcast. You can find the show at Championship Pod on Twitter. I'm Louis Shackshaft, going to throw it over straight to Jake Jackman, who joins us today to go through results roundup. Yeah, so uh, going over the weekend's results, there's a few um, big performances that we'll come on to, but starting on Friday night, we had Cholton drawing 2 all with Hull, um, last minute equaliser for Hull in that game, um, and then the Saturday lunchtime was West Brom beating Birmingham 3-2, and what's quite an entertaining Midlands derby. Um Going into the 3 o'clock, you had Brentford beating Fulham 1-0 in the West London derby. Bristol City losing 2-0 at home to Blackburn. Millwall going to Derby and getting a 1-0 win. Uh, Cardiff getting a late equaliser with 10 men against Leeds to draw 3 all. Sheffield Wednesday, a, a team I'm sure we'll talk about, winning 4-0 away to Nottingham Forest. Preston beating Luton 2-1. Stoke and Reading playing out a 0-0 draw. Swansea beating Middlesbrough at 3-1 with Middlesbrough having two men sent off. Wigan and Huddersfield drawing one all, and Barnsley beating QPR 5-3. So lots of goals in this round of games. Yeah, there certainly was uh, some great results as ever once again. Um, and then I'm going to throw it back to you, Jake, as we normally do. And what you know, what fixture and result do you want to talk about as the biggest win or surprise? Um, there's a few. I'll leave the Sheffield Wednesday one for you because I'm sure you. <laughs> Thank you. That one, which that's obviously one of them. But uh, the Blackburn going away to Bristol City, I thought was quite a big win. Uh, surprises. Yeah. If you look at the form of the two teams, it might not be the biggest surprise. I think Bristol City are inconsistent. That's their third loss in the last six now, so they they haven't shown the consistency that perhaps we would have expected from them. Uh, and Blackburn, on the other hand, have won five in the last six. They're on a really good run of form, but still think Ashton Gate, Bristol City. Uh, this is a game they would have won. Um, and they didn't, and Blackburn turned up, and it, there weren't too many shots and goal. It was it was quite a stodgy game with a, a lot of tackles. It was fiercely contested, but a couple of moments of quality from Blackburn. Adam Armstrong's goal in particular was was were quite nice, um, and he's coming on from the bench. I think he's a player that could really come on over the, the next six months at Blackburn. If they are mm-hmm. completely near the top of the division, I think he's got a lot of talent um, that he's shown at, at times, but... He, yeah, a huge win for Blackburn and the team. I think we spoke about with it, with a chance to playoffs yeah. um, at the start of the season, but you know that they had a poor start. But now they've won ten games. Um, you know, the o- only team outside the top six that have, to have won ten games. So they're definitely a team that we like on this podcast. That don't draw many games. They they win or they lose. Um, and recently they've been winning a lot, and you know it, it's that's definitely a standout result. And then. And they're now moving into playoff contention, um, which at this time of the year is, is what every championship club wants to be. I think the other one for me, um, I think Barnsley winning 5-3 was a little bit of a surprise. It was only their third yeah. win. Um, they're playing some really good stuff under the new manager. Um, obviously, a bit of a risk going from a, a club in the Europa League to go to manage um, Barnsley for um, Gerhard Struber. 
but he's uh, doing really well. And Connor Chaplin, obviously, um, getting a hat trick, and we might talk about him a little bit later. But QPR have been inconsistent, but they're they've got a lot of firepower. Um, I mean, that shows by scoring three goals, but they've been all right, and they've just been on the back of two back-to-back wins over um, Birmingham and Preston, two decent teams. So huge win for Barnsley, and now they're only four points off Luton in 21st. So moved right back in contention after the managerial appointment. So, yeah, they, that was a great result, and that's a really, really nice football. Yeah, definitely. They uh, they were on my list there, the 5-3 win against uh, QPR. So, yeah, fair play to Barnsley for that one. A couple others I'd like to mention before I discuss Wednesday is uh, West Brom's win in, you know, the derby. Um, you know, for, for a moment there, I really thought Birmingham were going to get the victory when they were 2 on up, but Charlie Austin keeps doing what he does best, doesn't he? And, you know, he's, he's reversed that result uh, for 3-2 win to West Brom. You know, no surprise that West Brom got the victory, but in the manner of the win, you know, with 20 minutes remaining, they, they were 2-1 down. Uh, I think I cannot mention them. And again, you know, halfway into the season almost, and they've still only lost one game. So that was another huge win for them in, in what was a tough fixture, um, as they always are in those circumstances. Uh, the other one, you know, I, I can't not mention Cardiff coming back from 3-0 down at Leeds United. You know, who would have thought that? You know, uh, Leeds were cruising to victory there, weren't they, at half-time? And then, you know, Neil Harris is, is you know, doing really well. And we're going to talk about Cardiff in one of the topics. But uh, to come, you know, from 3-0 down and have a man sent off, Lee Tomlin's doing really well at the minute for Cardiff. And, you know, they managed to pick up a point and, you know, <laughs> leads as demise as such, you know, they've been on a great run of form, but then to, uh, you know, only get a point in the end there kind of reminded me of a Leeds last season. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't want to mention and say that could this be the start of Leeds's misfortune, but no, nah, I don't think so. I think it's just going to be one of them games, but you've just got to give credit, you know, credit to the Cardiff city team for coming back and getting a point there. And then, yeah, I've, I've got to finally mention Sheffield Wednesday's win. That was even a Wednesday fan, you know, a, a huge surprise to me. In many ways, uh, I probably thought that would have been uh, a draw, that fixture. I mean, we're on a decent run of form. Um, and we always say how inconsistent Forest are, but they're still generally quite good at home. Um, but then to be 4-0 up at half-time, you know, and, you know, not a lot happened in the second half. But it was all, you know, credit to... Well, credit to Sheffield Wednesday as a team completely, but you know Jordan Rhodes's first half hat trick. Um, it's not many, not many times I've, I've mentioned Sheffield Wednesday player getting a hat trick. Then the last one I believe was Neil Mera, uh, Neil Meller, uh, many moons ago, um, and Jordan Rhodes to get a hat trick prior to the game kicking off was two hundred to one. Um, so. It just seems strange how he's gone from, you know, not scoring all season. In fact, he's he's not scored for Sheffield Wednesday in the league since April 2018. Uh, and then suddenly in the space of 30 sec- uh, 37 minutes, he becomes our second joint top scorer in the in the league with Kadeem Harris and Ati Nuyu. So <laughs> I've got to not only give praise to Rhodes for that, but also 
Uh, Fletcher managed to score again. Um, the defence, you know, right across from Iorfa, uh, Morgan Fox, Tom Lees, Barry Bannon and Luongo in the centre of midfield, obviously orchestrating things. They look fantastic together. Uh, so, yeah, it was a huge win, huge win for Sheffield Wednesday. And, and I noticed that Rhodes is getting all the plaudits he deserves um, for his hat-trick on, on Saturday. Yeah, so that probably... For the first time in a long time, I can mention Sheffield Wednesday is probably big, being the biggest win and, and surprise for once. So, um, is there any other games you'd like to discuss? Or are we moving on to Player of the Week now, Jake? No, I think we should move on to some players. Um, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I've got a couple. Obviously, I mentioned Chaplin earlier, getting a hat-trick. All well-taken goals. Yeah. Um, still only 22 years old, and it looks like that he could be about to you know, burst onto the scene at, at Barnsley under Strew, but it looks like he's going to be a really important player uh, and the the way they've set up there with um Brown and Chaplin sort of playing as the two strikers but you sort of Rome and Woodrow playing a little bit deeper at least that's that's the the starting setup it's a bit of a strange one but it seems to be working around and, and the movement in that front three is was really good to watch I thought uh thought on Saturday um a couple of others um I thought Bradley Johnson get a goal and assist um did very well and played very, uh, did well in the middle of the park for Blackburn. Uh, in addition to his goals, he, he made three tackles. He was in the game, and you know he's he's um he's played with a lot of experience, and he seems to have added a lot to that Blackburn um, midfield since joining there. Uh, especially in the last few weeks, he's been pretty consistent. Um, and obviously, uh, the goal and the assist is obviously quite important as well. Um, and the only other one for me, I thought Sean Hutchinson at the back for, for Millwall played really well as they managed to keep Derby out uh, and keep a clean sheet there. Um, he won 14 aerial duels during the game, so yeah, it was a big performance <laughs> from him. Um, up against Chris Martin, did very well, and he, he even got the assist for the winning goal. So yeah, it was a, a great performance from him. So they were the three standouts for me. Yeah, you took a couple off my list there. I've obviously had Jordan Rhodes already, but I've discussed him, um, so I won't mention him anymore. Also, the same for Charlie Austin with his two goals for West Brom. I'm not going to discuss him anymore. Uh, so the other ones that I'd like to mention, one is Andre Ayew uh, for Swansea, who managed to get two goals uh, in their 3-1 victory there against Middlesbrough, uh, although one was a penalty, uh, but he had a decent game. Uh, the other one, although you know you mentioned Connor Chaplin uh, for Barnsley with his hat-trick, he was quite rightly in there. Uh, but I'm going to mention a player on the... Um, on the losing side, which was which was Luke Amos for uh, QPR, who had a really good game, but like I say, he managed to score two goals, but was on on the losing side. Um, and then the other player, which you know we always talk about goals and assists, I've picked out a goalkeeper. Um, the Derby Millwall game, I thought you know Millwall managed to get the victory, uh, the one nil win at Derby. Derby have been struggling of late, um, and even though they the performance wasn't great. I thought Bielowski in the uh, in the goal for Millwall, even though he wasn't, you know, under too much pressure, he did pull off um, two really really good saves. Um, on another day, Derby probably could have scored one deflected, and he, he got down to his left uh, really quickly, and um, the save was fantastic. So I just wanted to mention him for keeping a clean sheet on, like I say, on another day. Um, Derby would have took a point in that one. So that takes us into the topics. We're done with player of the week. Uh, for me, I'm going to say that, you know, 
uh, Connor Chaplin and Jordan Rhodes were probably the two standout players from the weekend. Uh, but the first question to you, Jake, in the topics is, could either West Brom or Leeds United uh, finish on 100 points this season? You know, about five, six weeks ago, we were talking about how a team wasn't really running away with it this year. Well, they're all clumped together now in terms of the playoff chase. Um, Leeds United and West Brom seem to keep winning until, obviously, this weekend when Leeds drop points. Um, But the table, as it stands, you know, you've got West Brom currently on um, 40... Are they on 49 points with 22 games played, um, Leeds United on 47 points with 22 games played. Do you think they can reach that 100, you know, 100 point mark this season or is, or is it out of the question? Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, definitely think both of them could. Um, got the players to do it. And I don't think the rest of the league is that strong this year, to be honest. Um, you know, the fact you've got Swansea in 10th place, I think that they had a good start, but they haven't really been great since. Um, Blackburn, of their recent run, they're up to 9th. So I think there isn't a lot of quality. I think... You know, as you rightly said, the rest of the league they're very similar in quality. Whereas you could you could definitely say West Brom and Leeds are are a class above. Mm. Um, and it would be a surprise to either of those slip up, even though they've both dropped points in the last couple of game weeks. Um, with West Brom drawing away to Wigan, which is a little bit of a surprise. But yeah, I don't think either one of them are going to slip up. I think that I think they could both do it. To be honest, I think I think with Leeds. To, to have only conceded 30 goals, even, even though they conceded three at the weekend, they've still only conceded 30 go, goals in 22 games, which is incredible. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, West Brom have obviously conceded a few more, but they've scored a few more as well. So they're exactly the same goal difference, which I always think goal difference is probably a better way of... It, it sometimes a good indicator, the, the yeah. Teams. yeah. It's quite a good indicator, it is a, especially in the championship. It, de- it definitely is. Um, so you, you look at that and you think that they're very similar in quality. Um, Leeds have got a couple more losses, but um, I think West Brom are probably going to have a couple of losses. They're were, they were quite fortunate to uh, to get something out of that Wigan game. Wigan should have had the chance in the first half to to, to put West Brom away, and uh, Village made a few changes for that one, which was probably an expli- which explained the performance. But I think they've both got a really good chance. Um, it's tough. It is tough, and we we've seen Leeds, especially in previous seasons, how they have sort of faltered it over the running um, and other teams have before. I know um, 
when Newcastle and Brighton were, were competing for it, they both sort of dropped points near the end. It, it is difficult, the Championship, to maintain those levels. Um, and just the, 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 the speed of the game and, and the physicality, if, if you're not quite at it, you will concede goals and drop points. And I think it, it is tough to maintain that standard. And the fact that Reading's, I think it's 106, isn't it, their record? That's stood for so long. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, West Brom. Either of these teams could go on and beat that record, um, but they they are going to have to be near perfect. And I think it's so difficult to maintain that now over over the course of the season. Um, I think they're both at a good chance, but I think it's still a little bit too early to say that they're either one of them are going to do it, even if they are going to be on track at the halfway mark. Yeah, you make a very good point. You like you say, it would have to be near perfect in many ways. Um, West Brom would have to replicate what they've done in the first half of the season. So would Leeds, and then that's so difficult as as you know the season continues, and you, you, you've got to play another half of the season yet. And and you know you, you, anything can happen in terms of injuries, suspensions. Uh, the only thing you know that the get out clause where both teams could improve is is the January window, which we'll be talking about you know in, in the next few weeks on the podcast as as that comes. Um, but for me, you know, if, if I was to pick a team to do it, I think I would have to go with West Brom. You know, Leeds are quite capable as well. I just think, you know, they've got the odd mistake in them, which we saw, obviously, on Saturday. Uh, having said that, they're still on track, um, you know, 22 games gone, 47 points. that They have got, you know, it's, it's, it's not out of the question. Uh, but for me, Leeds would have to uh, considerably improve in January with maybe um, the addition of, another striker and or a creative player to continue scoring the goals because with West Brom it's quite the opposite they they are scoring the goals and Leeds are aren't conceding um, but like I said if if I were to pick a team it would be West Brom that probably did reach the 100 point mark um but again with all the you know external factors that can happen um in terms of you know it only takes conceding a penalty in one game or an own goal or sending off or injuries, like I said, as, as the season continues. And, and particularly this time of the year, you know, you get to Christmas and New Year, there's, there's what, four or five games played all within the space of about 12 days, isn't there? And, you know, they only have to lose one or two of those and, and, and it's out of the question already. So, yeah, it is so difficult. And like you say, that the red inside, what got 106 points uh, in the past is, is an unbelievable record. And it will be so difficult uh, for a team to go above and beyond that. So for now... I'm going to say that West Brom will probably be the team in touching distance of reaching 100 points, but there is that doubt that either of those sides would do it for me. Um, but we will see what happens in, well, shall I say, 2020 and, and, the, and the end of the season for that to happen. Uh, but that moves us into the next topic, Jake. Um, what I was going to do initially was ask you, uh, you know, a couple of questions regarding a few teams, but I'm going to combine it all into one question. Uh, one full topic. Uh, and the question is, are Cardiff, Millwall and Blackburn now all with the fine form that they've been on in the last, you know, six to eight weeks? Uh, they've really jumped up in the table. The table's so condensed now. So from third, which is Preston on 37 points, right down to, you know, Birmingham City in 15, there's only nine points in it now. Uh, but like I say, looking at the form table, Millwall, Blackburn, um, and 
Cardiff, um, have they all got to be considered as, as serious contenders now for you know finishing in that top six? What's your thoughts on all three? Um, I think all all of them are definitely contenders. I think anyone probably say down to Derby are still contenders for it. Um, so any of them could do it. The thing about the championship is we see it every season that teams go on runs for seven, eight games and they drop off again. And it's the consistency that gets them there. So mm. none of these teams have shown the consistency yet. I think with Cardiff, they've got they've probably got the quality of squad to do it. But coming down from the Premier League last season, um, they've got a lot of quality. So they're probably a little bit of a false position. In 12th, they should be higher. Um, and they're now putting together a run to put them where they perhaps should be. Um, Blackburn, we spoke about before the season, and their habit of winning games, it bodes well for them. Um, because, you know, a win and a loss is better than a couple of draws. We've always said that. So they do seem to have the right mentality when it t- goes goes into games. So that's positive for them. Um, yeah, it's, it is difficult still. Um I think Mill will Mill will maybe. Um, I think they've got some really good players there, and I think that they've been playing some really good stuff under Gary Rowett. Um, not surprised to see them in mid table, but I think that if, if they manage to stay in between seventh and and tenth, maybe that would represent a good season for them. I'm not sure they've got the quality yet to go on. But, but then you look at the teams in the top six, and I think that Brentford, I'd fully expect them to finish in the top six. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, we spoke about goal difference earlier. They've got that plus 60 goal difference, which ranks them as the third best team in that indicator, which suggests that they're, they're doing well, uh, really good at the back, 17 conceded, um, 33 goals. And I think we both agree that their attack's got way more to offer than that over the second half of the season. You can see them going into a game and winning 4-5-0, as they have done um, this year already. Ben Rama, Watkins... Um, in Buemo, they've got some really, really good players there. Um, a little bit inconsistent, which is why they're they're not up with Leeds and West Brom. But I think they're definitely in that three to fifth best team in the league. So I expect them to stay there. Yeah. Um, Wednesday, um, and Preston are in there at the moment, but I wouldn't see either of those. I think they're they're similar to the likes of Bristol City, Nottingham Forest, Blackburn, uh, Cardiff. They're a similar sort of team, so they're the ones. I think he, I think the way Preston have reacted from those four straight losses has been quite impressive, um, and I'd expect them to stay up there. I think it's been a four or five seasons building for Preston. I expect them to stay in the top eight at least, and I think Wednesday similar. I think Gary Monk's got them playing really good stuff, and the improvement in the players that were already at the club. You felt that you needed a manager after Steve Bruce left that could get the best out of these players and get these players back to where they have been at previous clubs, the, like of, uh, the likes of Fletcher and Rhodes, and it seems to be coming together for those two especially. Um, but then we've seen Monk before where he's had leads up in the playoffs for most of the season then didn't quite finish there, so there's there yeah. that question mark about him. Um, and Fulham are a weird one. They've obviously got such a talented squad, but still so many doubts about their defence, about... Um, the, the desire to get promoted again. I think there's definitely question marks about that. Uh, and Parker as a manager. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a similar thing to what we saw with Darren Moore a couple of years ago where he got sacked um, around sort of February time and, and they'll go and bring in somebody else because I don't think it's going to be a long-term thing. It's not 
they're in a good position. They've got the players to be better, but I just there's so many question marks about them. And to lose three straight games, regardless of who you're playing against, is, is not great, is it really? Uh, especially, you know, Bristol City and Preston um, and Brentford are all teams that you're competing with three of the rest of the top seven. And you haven't even taken a point out of those games, which is a bit of a worry. Um, so, yeah, I think, honestly, I think anybody down to Derby could do it. At the moment, I'm still leaning towards... I think I'm probably leaning towards Preston, Brentford, Fulham and Bristol City. But mm-hmm. could be any of those teams could do it. You just need to show it's all right going on these runs of, of four, you know, five wins out of six. But you need to then follow that up with another maybe three wins, two draws and a loss just to keep you up there um, and show that consistency. You can't go in losing games. We've seen... We've seen with Preston, they were well up there with West Brom and Leeds, and they've lost those four games, and they've, they've cut off the pace. Um, seeing it with Fulham now, they're slowly dropping down the table. Um, yeah, it, it's an unforgiving league, so you need to show a little bit of consistency to, to just maintain your position. Um, but yeah, I think out of the out of the three, I'd probably say Cardiff for the most likely, but definitely think there's positive sides at Blackburn as well, and, and Millwall, I, I think, are going to have a solid season and, and perhaps be ones for next year. Yeah, you've summed it up well there, Jake. I think, uh, con- you know, you keep mentioning consistency and, and you're right. That's that's what it's all about in this is in this division. It's OK. Like we talk about, you know, <laughs> winning a couple, but, you know, draws let you down. And then if, you, if you're losing a few, like Fulham have lost three on the bounce now, like Fulham a couple of weeks ago were looking great again when they were sat in third. Uh, but then they're suddenly back down to six and you know there's there's all them all them teams on their tail uh but out of the three i think i've got to agree with you that um you know millwall and blackburn are looking really well but i don't know whether they've got like we talked about consistency um whether they're they've quite got that cutting edge to find themselves in the top six i'm pretty sure they'll both finish in the top half and um, maybe maybe even slightly higher than where they are now uh but if i was to pick a team that you know could finish in that top six and, and probably will do actually, you know, over the course of the next um, 24 games, it would be Cardiff City. I think, you know, Neil Harris is getting them playing to a level where they should be. Uh, they should, you know, based on expectations, be in that top six anyway. Uh, they've got the players to do it, you know, under Warnock, we expected it, but it, for whatever reason, it didn't happen and they were lingering just below halfway. Um, obviously, now with him departed, Cardiff find themselves only three points off the playoffs. Um, so there's, there's, you know, nothing in it, basically, even though they are sat in 12th position. Uh, so, yeah, Cardiff, for me, would be the team to jump in there. Um, and then if we were to mention other teams, like like you said, um, you know, I think, you know, Preston have had their dip and then they've won two on the bounce. I'd expect them to finish in the playoffs. I've always said Brentford as well. I just, you know, they don't concede many goals either. I think there's only Leeds who've got a better... Um, defensive record than Brentford and they've got some fantastic players up front that were, you know, we admire like Watkins and Ben Rama. Uh, so Brentford for me, again, Sheffield Wednesday, it's a difficult one. I'd, I'd love to say Wednesday, you know, would finish in the playoffs. Um, and I think they've got it in them. You know, we do seem to slowly be improving on under Monk, you know, every week really. Um, it's just a slow process, but the question mark over Sheffield Wednesday again is the, uh, what we talked about a few weeks ago is the pending, you know, <laughs> um, EFL charge and, and, you know, whether that's a point deduction that could, you know, turn our season in, 
from a good one into a bad one within minutes. So um, that's still lingering. But, you know, on the field, Wednesday have got potential and their aim should be the playoffs. And then again, yeah, Fulham um, are just showing signs of inconsistency at minute. And I think Bristol City have, have maybe had their little dip. Um, they've always gone through dips, Bristol City, where they seem to not win in four, but then they'll win four on the bounce and they, they seem to do that. And I think that Bristol City might be the team too. Um, find themselves in the playoffs this season, actually. I think over the course of 46 games, they're, they're certainly worthy of being in that top six. So, um, yeah, that would mean the other other teams missing out, except maybe Cardiff, who I say, could, could have that push and, and finish in there. Um, but that takes us into previews and predictions, Jake. Um, and a lot of these teams that we've just discussed are in the pre- previews and predictions. So let's start backwards. We'll start with Sunday because uh, it's a big game, which is my team. Sunday, 12 o'clock on TV. Sheffield Wednesday against Bristol City. What's your thoughts on that one, Jake? It's going to be a huge game for both teams. Um, and I think Bristol City needs to get back to, or at least they can't afford to lose this one after their couple of losses in a row. Um, if you look at the away form table, uh, Bristol City got 19 points from 11 matches, pretty good away from home, uh, fourth best away record in the league, um, which should give them some some sort of confidence going into this one. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday is home records, okay, but they they've dropped points in half of, half of their matches at home, so and they seem to have a sh- more struggle scoring at home as well. Um, based on the fixtures they've had so far this season. So definitely going to be an interesting one. Um, I'm going to... I think I'm going to go for the Bristol City win. I just think that they they seem to have that... They're not as impressive as they were last season, but they have that consistency where Mm. if they lose one of them, lose a couple, they seem to bounce back. Um, They are a little bit better away from home. I think they're going to see this as a real opportunity a playoff rival. Um, saw them go away to Fulham a, a couple of weeks ago and get a 2-1 win. Wouldn't be surprised if we saw the same scoreline on, on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to go for a, a, t- a 2-1 win to Bristol City. Uh, worth adding for, for Bristol City. They've lost two in a row, but we've been against two of the form teams in Millwall and Blackburn. So um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's worth taking into consideration. We're not sure if that's because Bristol City have, have dropped off, which maybe they weren't at their best for either of those two games, but the other two are in such good form, they might have just been a, a, a bad time to play them. So I think that we're going to see Bristol City come back and get a win. Yeah, I, uh, I understand what you're saying, and I hate to say it, but I agree with you in many ways. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit conscious that, yeah, Bristol City have lost two in a row, and I'd probably be more comfortable as a Wednesday fan if they'd have won two in a row, Bristol City. I'd, I'd have felt like we'd probably beat them. Um, you know, we've we've not lost in five games now, winning three of those. And like I say, with Bristol City losing twice, they'd probably due either the win or a draw. So I'm, I can't say that Wednesday, I, I just can't. You know, come to terms with saying that Wednesday you're going to be, be beaten uh, on the day because, like I say, we, we, we're doing well in ourselves. Um, but for that reason, I'm going to go with it being on the Sunday as well. I'm going to go for 2 2, I think, in this one. Um, you know, Wednesday are capable of beating anybody at home on their day. It's just like, for the same reasons you said, Jake, Bristol City. You know, a couple of losses. They have been consistent this season. I still think they're going to finish in the playoffs and, and, and the, you know, certainly capable of scoring goals, 34 in 22 games. So, yeah, I'm going to stick for, with 2-2. Um, 
and I know it's sitting on the fence a little bit, but it just seems like you know a gut feeling for me to to pick that result. Uh, the other game, if we go back to Friday night at seven forty-five, um, another big big game down at the bottom though this time is Middlesbrough versus Stoke. What's your previewing prediction for that one? Yeah, this looks like it could be a, a potentially tasty game at the bottom of the table. Um, Stoke, they seem to take one step forward and then two steps back. They've got, I think, four points out of their last two games. It's, it's all right, but they're, they're two teams at the bottom of the table that they'd have hoped to have you know, be beating. Um, there's still uncertainty about Michael O'Neill, what he's going to bring there. Uh, still sort of that losing mentality to overturn. Middlesbrough had showed slight signs of improvement before the weekend but they do seem to keep getting players sent off which is just really hurting them uh, in these games so I think at home Middlesbrough can sort of be favourites I still think Stoke got the better players uh, but I think Middlesbrough I've seen more positive things out of them recently so I'm going to go for a home win I'm going to say 1-0 Okay yeah I'm expecting a low scoring game Um, it's difficult to call because like you say they're just so you know, look at Middlesbrough's form, win, loss, win, drew, loss. Um, Stoke lost three on the bounce, then they've won and drawn one. I, I'm going to, again, I'm sitting on the fence, but I'm going to go 1-1. I just, you know, they're both struggling. Um, I, I just think it'll be a bit cat and mouse. Neither team will want to lose this one. So, yeah, I'm going to just predict a score draw in that one. Um, and then Saturday, huge game again at the top. Um, three o'clock kickoff, Fulham versus Leeds. What's your thoughts on that, Jake? This is going to be a very, very big game for Fulham, especially. I think they can't afford to keep losing games. And if they lose this one, they're almost certainly going to lose their playoff spot uh, at the weekend, which will leave them outside the playoffs after, you know, halfway through the season, which isn't great. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think that it's probably going to be... I, mean, <clears throat> I reckon it's going to be a Leeds win. I think Fulham are still quite poor off the ball. Um they don't seem to be able to manage games, and I think Leeds are just, they're like a machine now. Um, mm-hmm. Although they dropped the points against Cardiff, they, if you played that game another 10 times, they would have come up winners all 10 times. They were much the better team. Um, it was slightly unfortunate the way things went. But um, yeah, I think they're going to go there and win. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go for the Leeds win. Okay, I'm going to be a bit controversial, and I'm going to predict a Fulham win. Um, I'm just thinking that because of basically what happened to Leeds against Cardiff. Fulham, we know, can turn it on at home. And I'm basing this on Mitrovic, you know, firing on all cylinders in this game. They've scored 21 goals at home this season, Fulham, I believe, in 11 games. I'll just double-check that, but I believe that's correct. Um, Yeah, and... Yeah, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go two-one on Fulham based on just not based on their firepower being you know up front and being at home, uh, and the fact that you know they just do a win, and I think Leeds are due a loss. Um, again, just a good feeling. Uh, we all know that Leeds are the better side this season. I just think you know <laughs> the, the championship how it is. Anyone can beat anyone, and I'm going to go yeah with you know like I say if. if Fulham are firing on all cylinders. Mitrovic is up front and he's he's scoring goals. Then yeah, I don't see why Fulham can't win this one. So uh, a bit controversial, like I say, but I'm going to predict a two-one win to Fulham. Uh, but with that, Jake, we're out of time. So if you'd like to let our listeners know where they can find you now, be a good time. 
Yeah, you get me on Twitter at Jake Jack with two ends. Uh, I was on the Premier League show yesterday. Um, it should be out now, so check that one out. Yeah, and I'm Louis Shackshaft. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Louis Shackshaft. I'm a football writer, Sheffield Wednesday pud- uh, pundit. Um, we'd like to thank you all for listening. You remember, you can find the show at Championship Pod on Twitter, where we upload each show. Um, and our latest show is always our pin tweet. As always, please subscribe if you haven't already done so. Uh, we want to thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.